That's something you ought to thank God for. <laughs> you might not have it uh, before the winter's over. And I know you think I'm kidding, but I'm really not. 
We have no idea what lies right around the corner. But boy, I tell you, if you took it all away, I'd still have to say I've got so much to be thankful for. Just that I don't have to go to hell, but I'm on my way to heaven. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm saved. Uh, The blood of Christ has been applied into my heart and life. Amen. And I know that when I lay my head down on my pillow at night, if a nuclear bomb went off, uh, amen. For me, it'd be sudden death, sudden glory. Devil cuts my head off, he'd do me a favor. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I do appreciate your presence tonight. Amen. We're, we're left side heavy this evening as uh, we've just got a few on the right side. Amen. I think that's to stay away from Anthony, don't you? Amen. Praise God. I don't blame them one bit. No, I'm just kidding, but we do appreciate a good Sunday night crowd. And I don't know about anybody else. I'm still having a hard time getting adjusted to it being 6 uh, o'clock and it being dark outside. That's just, it takes me a while to get used to those uh, shorter days. But God's still faithful. He's still on His throne. And He's still got a work for us to do as long as we're here. Amen. And I want to be found faithful when He comes. Don't you? Boy, I do appreciate a good turnout tonight for the um, special uh, time of, um, uh, amen, just uh, brainstorming, I guess you'd say, as far as what we might be able to do to get the word out, amen, about our upcoming fall revival. And uh, again, I just was so encouraged. uh, I didn't even initiate this meeting. And... um, just could see the hunger and the excitement and the desire God's people have to see the Lord do a work. Amen. Amen. And whether or not you realize that God's able to do a work. Amen. Amen. God's able to revive His people. And uh, this could very well be the last meeting that we have before the trumpet sounds. And, uh, you know, in times past, we'd say that and say, ah, there's no way. But now, I'll tell you what, um, uh, if I was uh, if I was not ready, I'd get ready for I'm left behind. And uh, last night we were Holly and myself and the girls. We had gone out and grabbed something to eat, and we'd stopped at Walmart and then went over at the dollar store. And uh, what I didn't realize, uh, Caroline was in the back seat asleep, and me and Holly and Carly. And this tells you what kind of dad I am. Uh, me and Holly and Carly went into the dollar store right there beside Walmart. And Caroline laying there in the back seat asleep, and the car, the door's unlocked, and the car running. I mean, you know, somebody wanted her. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I'm just trying to give her away. Hallelujah! But, uh, amen. But um, anyway, um, and then all of a sudden, I come out the door, and Caroline's got the window da- down, and she says, "Dad, where are you all at?" She said, "I woke up, and we was right in the middle of the dollar store, and I didn't know how we got there, and I couldn't figure out where y'all were at." But you know, one of these days, that's how it's going to be when the rapture takes place. Amen? That's right. When the rapture takes place, uh, there'll be some that are taken and others who will be left behind. And we need to think about that and comprehend just the seriousness of the days that we're living in. Uh, again, fall revival is scheduled November the 28th through the 30th, 7 o'clock p.m., Brother Barry Rackley. As the guest preacher, there's a very good chance it'll go through 
the second Thursday and Friday of of December. Um, so do remember that. Spread the word, and we'll be giving you more information very quickly about what you can do to get the word out about this fall's revival meeting. Um, so the prayer gathering, uh, the monthly prayer gathering, will be held this upcoming Saturday. Uh, at the courthouse here in Greenville, 11 o'clock in the morning. So do remember that. Again, I give you a long list of prayer requests this this morning, earlier today. I'll go through these as quick as I can. Again, remember the Stafford family. Remember the Gridleys in prayer. Remember D. Dunbar. Remember the Prices. Remember Otis Melton. I talked to his mom this afternoon, and she said that they had, her and her husband had planned to be here today but the motor went out on their their car so uh, they weren't able to make it but she said lord willing they'll be here next week uh continue to remember caroline and her health remember lula cutchall we put the prayer chain out uh this afternoon for the cutchall family as lula they had to take her to the emergency room my understanding is she's at home now and they think that she had just has some congestion as well as a uti so remember miss lula uh, in prayer, uh, Brother Sam and his health, remember him, Callie and Linda, uh, remember them, the Nathan Venerable family, Tyler Brown with COVID, uh, remember uh, Helen Laster with COVID as well, Joe Collins, uh, remember Crystal and Terry DeWeese, pray for Nellie Barham, good to see her today in church and um, uh, amen. We could go on and on. Do continue to remember Gail Felton. Remember LV and Shirley Nice as well. And just a couple of others uh, from today. Remember Richard Bishop in prayer. Uh, amen. Remember Danny and Wanda Greer. Uh, remember Austin in prayer. Remember Michael Knight, upcoming procedure. He's got all of the pastors uh, in our country. Uh, Wayne. Uh, asked us to pray for him and uh, remember Wayne in prayer and his health and I've got another one on here that for the life of me I can't read my own handwriting so uh, if if uh, I missed your request from this morning you go ahead and give it to me again any other prayer requests this evening amen continue to pray for Otis he does seem to be doing pretty good but Obviously, he misses his church family, and uh, uh, we we miss him too, don't we? Amen. I miss Otis, and uh, he certainly is a dear friend. Just pray that God would continue to be with him. Other prayer needs tonight. Remember James Kilgore in prayer. Any other prayer requests this evening? Let's continue to pray for each other. Amen. We need to continue to encourage one another. Let's pray for families in our church that are going through uh, traumatic uh, times and, and difficult situations. We need to continue to pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, pray for the situation um, and the crises all over the world.
Amen. It, um, amen. We just we need to pray, church. We really, really do. Things could change. You could go to you could go to bed one night and you could wake up the next morning, and this entire everything you've ever known before could be changed forever. I hope you realize that. So we need to take advantage of every day that God gives to us because life is more frail and fragile now than it's ever been. Uh, All right, we'll gather around the altar. We'll take these requests for the Lord. If you'd like to join us, you could do so. If not, please pray in your seats there. Robert, you lead us in prayer, brother. Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, dear Jesus, God, for the privilege we have to come out to your house and we're gathering your name and worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, God. Thank you, dear Jesus. God, that in a changing world, we still serve an unchanging God. Lord, I thank you for those who have gathered here tonight. Thank you, Lord, for Sunday night worship. And, Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, that your purpose and your plan for our service would not be in vain, but it wouldn't be a waste. And, oh, God, tonight I pray for the pulpit of you. Lord, our desire for this service would be nevertheless, not our will, but thine do in our midst, work in our hearts, God. Bless the music, the testimonies, the offerings, the prayers. Lord, that it might all run down to your glory, Father. Most of all, there might be one tonight that's lost. Save them before it's too late. Oh, Jesus, I pray this evening. Uh, Lord, that you bless, God, everything that's said and done tonight. Lord, I pray you bless those in our church family that are going through different struggles. Lord, I pray for Bruce's family. I pray for the Gridleys. I pray for Dee. I pray, Lord, that you bless the prices. Pray for Otis. Pray for Caroline. Lord, I pray, God, for Miss Lula. I pray, God, for Sam. I pray, Father, Lord, that you bless Callie and Linda. Bless the venerable family. God, I pray for Tyler and God, I pray, Father, for Helen Lasker. I pray for the Collins. Lord, I pray for the Louise family. I pray for Nellie. God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you just bless, uh, Lord, uh, uh, Lord, Gail Felton and L.V. and Shirley. God, bless them. Lord, this evening, I pray you bless Richard Bishop. I pray for uh, Daniel Wanda Gwynn. Lord, I pray for Austin. I pray for... Uh, Michael Nyatt and Joanne, Lord, bless uh, all of our pastors, Lord, and preachers. I pray for Wayne and his health. And, oh, God, I pray for James Kilgore. Bless this need. God, unspoken requests, things that we're not even aware of, God. And, uh, Lord, I pray, Father, for our nation. And, Lord, I pray, God, uh, Lord, for the crises all over the world, Father. I pray that we keep our eyes on you and realizing that any day, Uh, our Savior could come and and take us to heaven. So help us to be found faithful doing your business. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
have a couple ushers come forward. We will take up our Sunday night offering. At this time, you give as the Lord has blessed and prospered you. Uh, Scott, you lead us in prayer, sir. Amen. Amen. I knew I was close. Turning your redback hymnals to 279 tonight. We've got some more redback hymnals on the way so we can sing, use the choir singing out of the redback. Let's stand all over the house. As I journey through the land, singing as I go, pointing souls to Calvary through the clemson flow. Many arrows pierce my soul, for I'm without within. But my Lord leads me on, through Him I must win. Sing, oh, I want to see Him. Look upon His face, there to sing forever of His saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me live my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. When in service for my Lord, dark may be the night, but close to Him, me light. And snares may vex my soul, turn my faults aside, but my Lord, go. Aren't you thankful tonight? Say. Oh, I want to see Him Look upon His face To sing forever His saving grace On the streets of glory My voice cares all past home at last On the third and windbeat valley Slow I look toward the mountain high and behold my Savior there leading in the fight oh, with a tender hand outstretched o'er the me guiding me I can see as I onward go oh I want to see Of His saving grace On the streets of glory Let me live my voice Cares all past Home at last ever And the last When before my pillows rise From the mighty deep Then my Lord directs my bark He does safely keep And He leads me gently on Through this I love thee as he prayed.
friend to me. Oh, I love him so. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There's a sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all pass home at last, ever to rejoice. Don't you love that old song? Amen. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. You may be seated this evening. And uh, amen. Again, what a blessing it is to be in the house of God tonight. And uh, amen. Uh, we're on the Lord's time this evening. I'm just glad after this morning, some of you decided to show back up. Hallelujah. Praise. Y'all hadn't learned your lesson yet. Scott's starting to learn his lesson. I've told him since we started getting close that the best thing he can do is stay as far away from the preacher as he possibly can. Amen. But uh, praise God. Maybe the Lord has something on your heart tonight, a song, a testimony, just a, something special that you'd like to share uh, by way of testimony, again, a praise. You know, whatever it is, you just mind the Lord tonight. Jake, bring me some water, brother, if you don't mind. Yeah. I hope I have enough wings that it lifts me up to heaven. Yeah, man. I'm afraid of flying, but I think the Lord's going to take care of that. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Right. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Amen. How many of you will make that an urgent prayer request as uh, Uncle Kenny sees this new doctor that he would give him some direction on how to make his condition better? Pray. I believe God's able to do that, don't you? According to His will. Amen. Somebody else tonight? God been good to you? Something you'd like to share? Uh, mind the Lord. Don't you ladies be nervous. I Something... I think it was in our our little meeting earlier tonight. Uh, one of the ladies started giving a suggestion. She said, "Am I okay, preacher?" And then Scott just broke out laughing at me. Amen. Through that, but uh, amen. We want to hear your testimonies, and and we want to we want well, listen. We got to brag on Jesus because He's been good to us. Amen. 
Amen. Bless him, Lord. Hallelujah, Sam. Yeah. And I do get downhearted, but you know what? Like the guys out there when they canceled me, they were three really good Christians just stopped to talk. Amen. And to cheer me on. Amen. They didn't want nothing or need nothing. They just stopped to cheer me on. Amen. Amen. Holly was mentioning in our um, meeting this evening how that there's a fella out on, uh, uh, I believe it's the corner there where the where the boulevard ends at Main Street. And I may have that a little wrong, but he stands there on the corner and, and just holds a sign about the Lord. Anybody know who I'm talking about? Amen. Well, it'd be a good thing for you to roll your window down and tell him you appreciate him and encourage him and ag him on. Because I'm sure he too, just like Sam, gets his fair share of negative comments. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's wonderful. If you just be creative, that's what our meeting that we had this evening, it was, it was great to hear different ideas you know people coming together well this would be a good idea you know you know God's given you uh, a mind and uh, he's given you some common sense maybe (laughs) there's not as much of that today as there used to be but just use your mind and say Lord what can I do Uh, you know some people are 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 not as or outgoing and timid but listen there's ways that you can uh, plant a seed to give out the gospel and tell people about the coming of the Lord. Amen. Other other uh, praises tonight, songs, whatever it is God would have you to share. You you mind the Lord this evening. I'd like to praise His name. I'll tell you, this, I was thinking of Joanne Michael. You know, they sometimes don't go through the struggles that we go through. Yeah. And he just takes Amen. Amen. It's good, Anthony. There's a song, we sing it sometimes, in times like these, we need a Savior. In times like these, we need a Bible. And then that third verse is, in times like these, I have a Savior. But you know what? Uh, an extra verse to that song might be in times like these we need each other huh i need you and you need me amen praise god any others this evening you be obedient god been good to anybody tonight Yeah, go ahead, sis. I, I um, got our house got new windows. Um, great, great place. Uh, <laughs> Amen.
Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Right on time with winter coming on. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. This uh, Tennessee winter might be an adjustment for you, Michelle. I don't know how what kind what the climate was like in California, but uh, uh, it does get cold around here sometimes. So, Amen. Anyone else this evening? like pulling teeth tonight, amen, like going to the dentist office. Amen, Mike. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good, brother. It's good, Mike. Yeah, go ahead, Michelle. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, go ahead, Barbie. Amen. 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 We need to pray for our preachers and pastors. Um, there's there's still a lot of good men out there that are doing their best, but boy, they're car- they're carrying a heavy load, and we need to pray that God would encourage them and God would um, would shield them, uh, put a hedge about them, and not just them but their families, uh, because again. We may not be urgent about what we're doing, but the devil is urgent about his business. Amen. And he's trying to take as many with him as he can before it's too late. Amen, Mary. Amen. Amen, Mary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's good testimony. Anyone else? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Praise God, Jake. It's wonderful. Amen. Anyone else tonight? I figured for sure Miss Sarah would have something tonight. No. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All minds and hearts clear before we preach this evening.
see so many of the people that I just think it's all about coming up. But it's, you know, they want to do what they can for the Lord. And here they come, and that fire still up. Amen. And just so you know, we will have a revival choir. So uh, be excited about that. Hopefully we'll have some from other churches that will jump right in and sing with us. Lord knows we need it. We need all the help we can get. Hallelujah. Amen. All minds and hearts clear this evening. Turn to Romans 5, Romans chapter 5, if you will. And I'm hoping we finish this chapter up this evening. I do kind of want to regress just a little bit. And if for no other reason, I want to do that because of the meeting we had this evening. And uh, again, how encouraging it is to your pastor, to my heart, to, to see your interest and your uh, sincerity and, and enthusiasm. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We mentioned this morning, but if the devil can rob you of your hope uh, and your excitement and your passion for Jesus, then uh, and your joy. I mean, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength, and uh, we've got to uh, make sure that we protect and ourselves and don't allow what's uh, taking place in the world and what we see on the TV and the results of the election to um, to dampen uh, our joy. And our hope and, uh, and our faith, believing that in spite of everything that's going on, God's still doing a work. And God can still do amazing things. One thing about it, that uh, God's hands are not bound or tied, and He's just as able... Did I do something wrong, Jake? Well, that would, that would help, wouldn't it? Amen. And a lot of times, uh, God chooses to do His greatest works um, at the last possible moment. Uh, when man's exhausted all of his resources, and uh, we've tried everything we know to try, and, and we've done everything we know to do, and then all of a sudden, uh, when it seems as if there's no way out, then God makes a way. And God does something great. Just to remind us of what we've sung about tonight, and that is that He's still on the throne. Do you really believe that tonight? That God is still on the throne? He's calling the shots. He's upholding all things by the word of His power. He's got the whole world in His hands. Amen. And, and again, we think it's falling apart, but from God's perspective, it's falling right into place. Amen. But uh, So let's look tonight. Let's just regress and let's summarize what is just such an incredibly powerful passage of Scripture. Again, Romans chapter 4, we find the example of the greatest man of faith that has ever lived, probably. I can't think of a better example of a man of faith than the great patriarch of Israel, Abraham. Uh, amen. And, um, and, and again, Paul is using Abraham to uh, demonstrate through his life and the life that he lived, how that a man can be justified by faith 
and without the deeds of the law. Amen. Not by His works, not by His efforts, but simply because He took God at His word. And He believed that God would do what God said He would do. Do you believe that tonight? That no matter what the obstacles are, that no matter what uh, stands in your way and, and hindrances may apply to the trials that you're going through, yet still you believe that God is able to do what He said He'll do. Amen. Boy, if we could just master that, we'd be doing well, wouldn't we? Uh, but again, let's read. I just want to read these verses and we'll finish out the chapter. Begin with verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. And again, that promise was made when Abraham and Sarah were well past the point of childbearing. Uh, very old in age. And, and certainly Sarah's womb had been dead. She had been able, unable to have a child. But God said, I'm going to give you a child. Not through Hagar, your servant or your handmaiden but through Sarah, the one whose womb was dead. Uh, before him who be he believed, uh, again, before or across from, uh, amen, you had the giving of the promise and then you had a time span uh, that existed in between the, the point the promise was given out and then that moment that, uh, to where that promise was actually fulfilled. Uh, before him, or across from whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, speaking of the deadness of Sarah's womb. And he calleth those things which be not as though they were. Isn't that powerful? In other words, he's able to make something out of nothing. And the, the way he does so is simply by speaking it into existence. Now, you and I don't have that ability. There is a movement today that would teach us that we can literally speak things into existence. The, uh, the little God movement. I'm not God, friend. I know God. I am God's child. Amen. But uh, He alone speaks things into existence. And He calls those things which be not as though they were who against hope. Uh, in other words, Abraham's situation was hopeless. Uh, how in the world, God, could I have a child or could Sarah have a child? But who against hope still believed in hope or maintained his hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Here it is. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Again, what are you considering today? Are you considering? Uh, what carries more weight in your life? Is it the circumstances of your life or the promises that God has made to you through His Word? Either you will stagger at the circumstances or you'll stand on the promises. Amen? Uh, you know, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's what we need in our day. People who would be strong in faith. Too much weak faith in our day. Because our faith is rooted and grounded in 
other things besides the Word of God. Uh, Our faith depends upon uh, our circumstances. Or, how about this, our experiences. Uh, Amen. So much of modern day Christianity is based upon experience. And I, I, no doubt about it, God can give you some good experiences. Boy, I've had a lifetime of good experiences serving God and living for Him. Amen? But yet my faith is not determined by, by either the circumstances of my life or the experiences of my life. How I feel. Friend, friend if my faith depended on how I felt from day to day... I wouldn't have a lot of faith. Amen? Why? Because truly the Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And many times uh, our feelings uh, become weak. Um, I, don't always, I don't always feel saved. Anybody say, preacher, I don't always feel saved, but that doesn't change the fact that I am saved. Amen! Hallelujah! Um, I don't always feel good. Um, sometimes I get sick. Sometimes I get grouchy. Especially if I go too long without eating. Anybody else like that? Amen. Hang. Anybody else get hangry? I know my mama does. She's raising both hands. Hallelujah. That's one thing we knew when mama was in a bad mood growing up. Just find some chocolate and stuff it in her mouth. Amen. That'd change her mood immediately. I'm preaching the truth, ain't I, Daddy? He's out of it. He ain't saying a word. Amen. We cannot allow our faith to be guided by our feelings. Amen. It feels good to be saved. Amen. But I don't always feel good. And I need to have faith in spite of my experiences. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Did you know that is the greatest way that your life can bring glory to God? And that's why we were created. That's what your life is all about. It's not about my well-being. It's not about, amen, how, how much money I've got in the bank. My life's not about uh, my comfortability. Amen. Or, or my uh, my convenience. See, that's the problem for so many American Christians. Life is about comfortability and convenience. Amen. God did not necessarily create you to be comfortable, huh? Boy, y'all, y'all, y'all are dead as a hammer tonight. You say we're scared to to death to even grunt at you, preacher, after this morning. Uh, listen, uh, amen, uh, glorifying God, that's why I was created, uh, amen, my life is not about my comfortability, my life is not about convenience, my life is about everything that happens, giving honor, glory, and praise to the Lord, and God can get as much glory out of my suffering, amen, Uh, out of my sickness, out of my trials, and out of my hardships, and out of my adversities, and out of my opposition, 
and, and, and out of my injusticeness and my unfairness, amen, when life doesn't make sense, God can get more glory through those times than He can when I'm living on the mountain. Say, so, preacher, how does He do that? Through my faith. Amen? Through my faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen? For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after Him. Man, that is such a fundamental verse as it relates to spiritual success. Amen? Uh, you say, let me just ask you, how many of you want to please God? I want God to be pleased with my life. Do you really? Amen? It's not through. It's not... God is, whether or not God's pleased with your life has nothing to do with how many uh, flat screen TVs you have mounted on your wall at the house. Praise God we can glorify Him that He gives us new windows and that He, amen, praise God, uh, Holly ordered me two pair of britches last night. You say, preacher, why? Because I ain't got no more that'll fit, hallelujah. And they're supposed to be here Wednesday. Amen. Praise God. Well, I'm right there with you. Nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with comfort. Thank God for air conditioning. Thank, thank God for heat and, for central heat and air. Thank God that I didn't have to walk or drive a buggy to church. Praise His name. Thank God for running water and indoor plumbing. Huh? I mean, there's so many things we can thank God for. Uh, amen. But yet... Our spiritual success is not determined by any of those things. You can be dirt poor and, st- and still be have joy. Uh, you can experience tragedy in your life and, st- and still say, God's been good to me. Amen. Your life could fall absolutely apart. could be in shambles. But yet the God of heaven... Uh, sitting in heaven with a big old smile on His face because your life is bringing honor and glory to His name. Preacher, how do I do that? Through faith. By diligently seeking after God. Not quitting just because the devil trips you up. We, we talked the other night about a spiritual relapse. You're going to have a spiritual relapse. I'm glad God does not demand perfection. Why? Because Jesus provided perfection. Jesus was perfect, so I don't have to be. Not that I'll not strive for it, but I'm never going to be perfect until I get to heaven. Amen. But just keep it on, keep it on. Amen. Being faithful to God through the hard times. And, uh, amen. Believing that no matter what it takes, God's going to do what He said He's going to do. Do you know God is obligated to take care of you? I have no idea what this winter is going to bring. Man, I feel, I feel bad for those people over in Germany and those people in Europe that, that their lives are uncertain. I mean, are we going to have food? Are we going to have heat? Are we going to freeze to death this winter? Because the Russians are cutting off our uh, energy source as far as natural gas. Amen? I, but you know what? God's going to take care of His own. Amen? He will take care of us. 
glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what He had promised, He was able also to perform. Isn't that great? That being fully persuaded that what He, was, what he had promised, He was able to perform. And this is what I've given you. Again, you've got the promise over here on this side of the church. Amen? I ought to get two kids so I don't run out of breath. Hallelujah. And then you go to the other side of the church and you've got the performance. Amen? God gave it and then God did it. But you know where what God is paying attention in your life to? Whether or not you remain fully persuaded from point A to point B. I mean, God said it. God gave the promise. And somewhere across from, that's what it says earlier in the text. Somewhere out yonder, over on the, uh, beyond the horizon, out in the distance, God's going to do for me what He said He is going to do. Hallelujah. Amen. But my spiritual success depends on how I perform during the limbo zone from point A to point B. That gap that occurred. I mean, and again, God said, Abraham, you're going to have a child. And it's not going to be through Hagar, it's going to be through Sarah. Lord, that's impossible. But you said you're going to do it. So I'm going to believe it even though it's impossible. Do you believe tonight that God is the God of the impossible? It says who against hope still had hope. Man, there's a lot of reason. We've got a lot of excuse in our world today not to have hope. Do we not? And man, I stand before a group of people on Sunday morning I can see it in some of their eyes. And, and they, they come in here and they just they have no hope. I mean, they, they're beat down. <laughs> Sometimes I'm one of them. I, I mean, just the, the devils took them to the woodshed Monday through Friday and Saturday. And they come to church, they sometimes almost crawl through the doors. Just now Anthony said it not everything that it took just for me to get here. Amen? But yet against hope, I still got hope that God's going to do what He said He'd do. Man, we got revival coming up. You know, sometimes I want... Why in the world would we even think about having revival? We're just wasting our time. I mean, I, I'm just being honest with you. Maybe, you. maybe you're more... There it is, the halos. Ding! Not us, preacher. Huh? Uh, I mean, why would God send revival? In spite of a lot of things that I don't understand, there's been a whole lot of prayer going up. There's been a whole lot of effort put in. There's, a, there's been a whole lot of sincere and genuine people that have sought the face of God earnestly and sincerely that God would do a work one more time. And the people I know and the people that I'm close to don't give a rip where it starts at either. And can I take it a little further? Most of us don't care who the preacher is either. 
And I won't charge you for that one. Because it's not about us. It's not about who gets the, uh, the credit for it. And re- in fact, if it happens, it'll only be one that gets the credit for it. And I have no idea what God wants to do. And I don't, I can't promise what will or won't happen. And I can't prophetically look you in the eye and say on any night of that meeting that we're going to have a full church. I can't do that. I don't know. But what I better know is that my God's able. And I better make sure that over the next two weeks that I, your pastor, that I do a personal inventory and I do some self-examination. Amen? And I do some maintenance that needs to be done in my life to make sure that I'm prepared and I'm not the hindrance to whatever it is. God wants to do. Why? Because I need revival. And that's what revival is. Before revival can ever be congregational, it's individual in nature. God will never revive a church until He revives the first person. And it only takes one match to start a fire. Amen? So who, who, who is it? Who is that one person? And it don't have to be an older person. It doesn't have to be a young person. It doesn't have to be a healthy person. Amen. But who is that one person that would sit here at point A? If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. Believe God, the Bible says, and boy, these verses just become so real to me over the last few years. God's seeking, walking about over the whole earth, seeking for one whose heart is perfect and upright before Him. The, amen. It, 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 what was it? God, it only took ten for God to spare Sodom and Gomorrah. Is that right? Ten? If He could have only found ten righteous souls, the fire and brimstone would have never failed on those wicked cities. How many people is it going to take for God in wrath to remember mercy? Friend, we are, and, and, I, and we like to say we're on the verge of wrath and judgment. And I had a good preacher friend of mine this week that corrected me said, no preacher, we're already in judgment. And I say, Amen. Amen, they crucified me over that, but COVID. Isn't that what God used to judge Israel or Egypt was a plague? Now, I'm not saying because you got COVID that you did something wrong. I got it twice. 
My father-in-law died because of it. Godly people died. But I'm just saying collectively. It could be that that is one of multiple plagues. It's getting ready to fall on this world. And God is still at the last moment, the hourglass of time, the sand is running out. And once that last... I mean, do you think, think about what I'm saying tonight. What do you call one piece of sand? Help me out. One grain of sand. That last grain of sand runs out of the top of that hourglass. All hope will be lo- Let me ask you tonight, how many grains of sand are left in the hourglass for America? How many grains of sand are left in the hourglass for Greenville? How many grains of sand are left in the hourglass for the youth that we bring in here every Wednesday night on a church van that have no clue what's coming? You think about Daniel in the Bible. Daniel suffered and was carried away to the Babylon not because of what he did, but because of what his parents' generation did. And if you think that your kids and my kids and these kids that we bring in aren't going to be affected by what's coming down the pipe, we're crazy. How many grains of sand are left for the drug addicts? Before. I mean, every time they take a hit, they're playing Russian roulette thinking that what they're taking is pure. I could give you the names of people I know, and some of you know them, who over the last six months to a year OD'd and died because they got a dirty batch. How many grains of sand of sand are left for them. You know what, church? We are without an excuse not to have a burden. Every time those doors are open, we ought to walk through them with tears streaming down our face. With a broken heart. And I'm telling you, friend, this could be the last chance we have before judgment falls. Our flesh wants to deny it because we've heard it so many times. I'm just giving you my heart tonight. Amen. We're past an outline. But we've heard it so many times. Judgment's coming. Judgment's coming. But you know, even people who are not of the conservative Bible-believing 
fundamental faith recognize that something's different. And we, we've got a problem. This world is in trouble. And America is in trouble. And Greenville is in trouble. And my kids are in trouble. So the question is, is it possible to turn the tide? Is it possible to reverse the situation? Now, naturally speaking, I mean, seriously, from, from my natural eyes, as a preacher, as a pastor, I mean, I'd say... No, it's not possible. I mean, how could... Why would I... You know what? I mean, it's bad when you feel guilty to ask God to bless America. But I do. I mean, I feel guilty asking God to bless America. But I'm afraid if we're not careful, we underestimate the magnitude of God's mercy. And I want to remind you that God is not inclined to wrath. God is not inclined to judgment. In fact, God, when God judges, He will do everything He possibly can to give people every chance that He can give them so that when... That last, tell me again, grain of sand goes out of that hourglass. Ain't nobody can point the finger at him and say, you didn't do enough. You didn't give enough time. You just needed to show a little bit more mercy. You just needed to give a little bit more grace. And the truth is, nobody knows when that line in the sand is crossed and God says enough is enough. But friend, if I know anything about the Bible and if I know anything about the, cult, the climate of our world today, we've scooted right up next to that line. And we are, if we haven't already, we're close to stepping over it. But even at this late hour, in the very last of the very last days, and we know judgment is coming, right? That's just the Bible. It ain't going to get better. It's going to get worse long term. But yet, at this very last moment, before the trumpet sounds, God's still walking up and down, looking for one or a remnant of righteous people who would still take him at his word and say, Lord, you gave the promise 
And I'm standing out here across looking out over this great chasm bigger than the Grand Canyon saying how in the world do I get from point A to point B from the promise all the way to the performance. I've got a dead womb standing in my way. Amen? And when I look at it, it's against hope. But yet still, in spite of it all, I'm going to take you at your word. And I'm going to believe that you are able and will do what you said you'll do. And we can say that, and I can say that, and I can preach it. Yeah, preacher, that sounds good. But none of us know just how heavy of a situation we're in. And I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about United Baptist Church. I can't do nothing about the past, and I can't do nothing about the future. But what I do know is God's given a little space of grace. Two weeks. Now the truth is, we should have been getting ready for revival three months ago. I'm thankful for this lady, Michelle. You know what she's done? She's brought freshness into our church. So many times we get stale. Amen? We just become complacent. God help, why would we be complacent? Why, why would we even think about just going through the motions? But yet, I don't think it's an accident that God's brought her here. And she comes out with all these crazy ideas that I've never... What, what's she talking about? But I like it. And we got two weeks, a little space of grace. The Word of God puts it as if, says it's a nail in the wall. And I believe the illustration there is like Jonathan Edwards, sinners in the hands of the angry God, man's free falling, falling off the cliff, headed for the abyss. Edwards presented as hanging by a thread. But the Bible presents it as on your way down, there's a little nail in the wall to hold on to. And it could be that's all we have left as a church to see God move one more time. And one of these days, as sure as I'm standing here as your pastor, this congregation, this small group of people that gathered here today about 5 o'clock this afternoon, and you know what? I felt something on that. I just did. I, I I don't go by feeling, but I know when I, I know when God stirs. And, and what I got out of that is, hey big boy, quit feeling sorry for yourself. I'm trying to get your attention. You've got one more chance. You've got one opportunity. You've got two weeks. You've got a little space of grace. You've got a nail in the wall. Right after Thanksgiving, before Christmas.
and I'm wanting to do something. And one of these days, this group will be held accountable for what we do with those two weeks. And three, if you count the week itself. And after that meeting, I went down to my office and I was getting ready to print out the last few verses of this chapter. And God said, no, let's go back and let's focus on the verses we've been going through. And I think God has spoken to His people. There's a promise, there's a performance. Are you going to be weak in faith? Or are you going to be strong in faith? Are you going to man up? Amen? Quit being distracted! Say, God, over the next two to three weeks, I'm going to be like a horse with blinders on. And I'm going to focus on whatever it is that you want to do in my life and in my church, in my family, and in our community through this revival meeting. And if we'll do that, after the revival week's over, we may come back in here the following Sunday and say, look what the Lord has done. I've never seen it. Like, just like in four friends, when they let their buddy down through the roof, they met that crowd saying, what in the world? And you know what the testimony of those people were when it, Jesus was in the house, hallelujah. <laughs> and they said, we've never seen it on like fashion. Huh? Friend, God has not changed. Wilt thou not revive us Here's my favorite word, again. <laughs> if he did it then, he can do it again. That's the message for the hour. Please do. God help. Space, grace hath been showed from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail in his holy place that our God may enlighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. For we were bondmen, yet our God hath not forsaken us in our bondage, but hath extended mercy unto us in the sight of the kings of Persia to give us a reviving to set up the house of our God and to repair the desolations thereof and to give us a wall 
in Judah and in Jerusalem. Thank God. And that's what the Bible says. God will do for us if we'll just prepare ourselves. Amen? Cleanse our hearts. Get rid of anything. Again, humble, humility. I need that. Humble myself. Pray. Elma mentioned that. We're working on it. Seek my face. Amen? But you know, we get those three pretty good. But here's the hang up. And here's the one thing more than anything. How many churches have come this close to seeing a genuine Holy Ghost revival? How many churches have come this close, but yet they presumed that God would do it and could do it by only going to third base? Got to hit home plate. And that is turn from our wicked ways. There will be no revival until we, from the pulpit to the pew, turn from our wicked ways. So I'll stand tonight. Pam, come. Never mind. Spoken to your heart. Are you, are you willing to be one, one of those that would God find acceptable to stay His hand and keep judgment from falling on our land?
face for the souls of lost men. Let my heart break, let tears once again fall down my face for the souls of lost the Lord's spoken to us tonight. But whatever you do, don't walk out those doors and shrug it off and forget the message God had for His people here tonight. Somebody's life, somebody's soul, may depend on what happens over these next three weeks. Amen. All minds and hearts clear tonight. Let's dismiss with a word of prayer. Dad, lead us. Thank you.